Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, the guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case. Hey, Idaho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 296. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your most dashing host, Chris, and I was dashing today. And with me are my good friends and co-hosts, the Riz and Tony T.O. Ortiz, the guys, the Miller's crew this week. How about that? Huh? How you guys doing? <laughs> Still recovering from the calories on the ozone yeah. hills, baby. Those were, yeah. those were something else. <laughs> those those were time. great. That hamburger was awesome. So It is good. Thank you guys for joining. It was a good time to go out and have some have some good chat and some good chow. And now got to go on a detox for two weeks. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to do this. This is, you know what we got going on. It's our game preview. We're going to talk about the preview with the Atlanta Hawks? No, the Falcons. Silly, silly. They're both birds, though. <laughs> Cats like birds. Uh, we'll go over the injury report real quick. We'll have some game predictions, some Vegas stuff, and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Pants off, baby. You ready to go, Riz? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. As we unbuckle, we'll do a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on Patreon. Very special thanks to Dylan from... Yeah! <laughs> His mic may not work now. <laughs> my headsets, yeah, my headsets might not work after that. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> I carried away. I'm home alone right now for like the first time in forever, so I'm I'm trying to be a little obnoxious. Yeah, go. Oh, there you That's go. good. That's more good. more so than normal. That's good. Just remember, Case, in our very 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 first post game show, thought it would be funny to maybe have a little too much to drink, and he wound up with a. I'm toast. And that was it for him for the show. <laughs> he passed out. He passed out while doing a show. That's my. We're uh, we're mild tonight. Low octane beer. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Lesson learned. All right. Also, got to thank our very first donor, Mathis Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail and Floundericious. Who's hit the St. Jude thing hard already? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, join on them, Riz, everybody at the the uh, Slack chat. And how do you do that? You go over to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Set yourself up with a monthly donation of at least a dollar. Help support the show. Send us all around to Senior Bowl. Bring you all the important things at training camp, all the stuff we do. And you get access to the Slack, which is the most intelligent Lions chat in the <laughs> the on the internet. And on the top, very in bold there, Riz, you can see the dumb Fs channel which is a great channel um <laughs> my personal favorite <laughs> tony i'm gonna get you on right after this i gotta get your email anyway uh okay the other thing so we'll, we'll do we'll get you in there you can chat with everyone and see some of the some of the fun that goes on at least you can lurk uh, pa- patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast great place to, to help us out and get yourself some access to the most intelligent chat on the internet give us a like on facebook facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast instagram detroit lions podcast did you catch that and on twitter at det lions podcast D-E-T Lions Podcast. Give that a follow because Riz is running around. Wow, Riz. 
<laughs> with no pants on. <laughs> Tony's only got one leg in. We're working on him. Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, and you can hit the playlist there of DLP clips, and you can get the clips notes, most important version of what's going on in the show. When you don't have the time, we still make time for you with the DLP clips. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon, all those places, wherever you find us. Give us those five stars, please. If you can't see five stars, like we say, head on over to the subreddit and tell us why. You got it, Tone. Tone knows what's up. Uh, and, and we'll make sure we'll get you to a point where you can give us those five stars. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Let's do it. <laughs> Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. Let's talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And, of course, got to let you know not to forget the post-game show right after the Lions game with Sandman. Uh, Every week, every game, we're here live doing either the therapy session or we're having your your post-game celebration. It's a good time. And we'll tell you whether we think it's going to be a celebration or therapy at the end of this show. So listen in tight. All right, we're going to do a preview. We always start these with a a little bit of a history of the meetings between the teams. And uh, some of you know or that, that have been watching on Twitter, I... Uh, traveled back from Detroit, back to my hometown, or not my hometown, but back to Tampa, where I make home right now. And um, on the way home from the airport, had a minor accident, uh, a little car jiggle jaggle, and um, I didn't get a chance to get all the history put together. So I'm, I'm going to count on you, Tony and Jeff, to help me with, with the history. There's one, I mean, it's probably not going to be the one that everyone thinks of, because Riz reminded me of this one, I think that was a repressed <laughs> memory. But the one thing that I have in history that I'll never ever forget is Matt Ryan's career debut debut with over 500 yards yeah. against the team. Oh, that one God. still stings today because I was like Matt Ryan. <laughs> this is back when you know you you'd get your quarterback, you draft him, and most of them were garbage. Right? You couldn't look like Justin Herbert or Tua or any of the guys that are looking pretty decent right out of the gate. It was like Matt Ryan stepped out. I'm like, oh, we're gonna smoke him. Nope. Yeah, 500 well, yards. <laughs> and and what year was that? That was 2008. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was a sign of bad, bad things to come. Well, it was an omen. <laughs> so I'm going to look to you guys. Uh, Riz, why don't you just drop the bomb that I think everyone's thinking of anyway, and, and I repressed. Why don't you tell Oh, them? yeah, and, and I had to write it up for Lions Wire this morning, and uh, it was not fun to do it. Uh, it's the last meeting, yep. 2017, week three. You had a 2-0 team against a 2-0 team. And it's the 10-second runoff when that rule was introduced to everybody, um, except apparently Matthew Stafford, because he knew. <laughs> um, and uh, it, I actually included the clip in the, the Lions Wire piece from the NFL. And in that piece, it talks to several different Falcons, including their coaching staff, and they didn't know that it was going to happen. Uh, so, A, that's how on the ball that Matthew Stafford is, and B, it's how frustrating it was, because nobody freaking knew the rule. that if 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 Golden Tate goes conservatively six inches more uh it, it's a moot point on his route but he didn't he got stopped he he i've 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 zapruder filmed it several times he probably <laughs> did get stopped I, i'm gonna i'm gonna trust the the eye in the sky on that one let me ask you uh in your view from the grassy knoll did you see yes. <laughs> do you think that that's the one game that had we won that we'd have been a playoff game <laughs> that year Yes, it was, and I'll tell you why. Because we went nine and seven. Atlanta went ten and six, 
And Atlanta got the the sixth seed in the playoffs and, oh, by the way, went to the Super Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. It could have been that us giving is, it all away. Like, we that is so the at. ultimate <laughs> frustration. That game right there you can point to as to why Jim Caldwell got fired because of Great the 10-second runoff rule. Mm-hmm. It's not the only reason, but it is certainly a big contributing factor because if they win that game, they are in the postseason and they are taking the place of the Super Bowl runner-up NFC champion Atlanta Falcons in that because of six inches and 10 seconds. Um, that's not my college love life. That's, that's what happened in that game. <laughs> no, you can aspire to it, though, Jeff. Um, the <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely the truth. And it, 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 that's, that's a hurdy. That's a, that's a hurdy for a long time. Yeah. Um, Tony. No, and, and what, so even, even more irony on it, just to go back, yeah. they had third and goal or third, third down from the 17 and they threw it into the end zone and it was a pass interference call on Desmond Trufant against Marvin Jones in the end zone that set that play up before it too. Uh, just to tie it together with a, a current lion who will actually be back this week. Now, I will say that it probably would have been the same sort of outcome where the Lions gave up 30 points <laughs> to lose the game in the end. They did. They, <laughs> they, lost, they lost 30 to 26. Yeah. Yep. And they, they had the big lead. Well, how many point lead did they give up there in the fourth quarter? Uh, that I don't. Atlanta, I they were winning. It was the big one they gave up to the Patriots, right? Where they just folded up in the fourth quarter and got meltdown. That could have been the line. And and looking how we played Let's this see. year, we would be the team um, that gave up the the big lead. We actually we uh they traded the lead quite a bit in that game. Was uh, it we the were one? down. We were down twenty three to thirteen at one point. No, oh, game. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the Super Bowl. The Falcons. Oh, the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, twenty eight to three. Yes, yeah, Atlanta yeah. was up twenty eight to three, yeah, and then yeah. choked like dogs or yep. birds. <laughs> like you guys are looking at <laughs> they, me, like, they, like, what is he talking they, about? I'm like, everybody knows this. What's going on? They they keep doing it too uh, because yeah. they they uh, they're they're fun. They, they're, they fired their coach for a reason. Let's put it that way. <laughs> that could have been us guys. All right, hey Tony, you have some history that you'd like to ca- talk about with Atlanta and Detroit. What do you got going on? Yeah, it's show and tell time on this one, guys, because this is the actual credential. I hope you can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From London. Ooh. Ooh. International series. International series. It was 2015 when the Lions and Falcons, or yeah, 15, when the Lions, or 14, excuse me, when the Lions and Falcons got together. Says it right here, 14. Uh, When they got together, and that was the game where Matt Prater hit the field goal at the end to win it in London, and that was another game where the Falcons had that big lead, and the Lions came back and ended up winning that game. There's a lot, a lot of similarities so a theme here. There's yeah, a there lot is. of similarities between Mr. Stafford and Mr. Ryan. Maybe there definitely <laughs> is, and they're good friends off the field too. Their yep. their wives are together. They play in the same church league basketball team yeah. together. They with were their like wives, a, by the way, for a co-ed four person team. The the boys and the girls together. Our family right there. This might be the last time, by the way, Matt Ryan plays in this rivalry, Falcons Lions, because they're going to clean house, new GM. Probably a new head coach, unless Raheem Morris gets the backing of the players and the new GM wants him along. But if they clean house, Matt Ryan could be one of the first pieces to go, and they might bring in a younger quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, or somebody along those lines. So we'll see what Boy, happens. That's that's interesting because they're they're in a very very similar spot to the Lions. It's, yes. they have been other than they've had more success, but it has been a very very parallel path for Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan over the course of their careers, and and that they are such good friends. It's it just really ties together. I don't know does does Matt Ryan know Clayton Kershaw? Do you guys know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, let's go right into it. Um, let's talk a little bit about injuries. And you know when you're hurt, when the pain's there, what do you do? You go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. You kill that pain with a little bit of CBD. Feel good. The oils, the gummies, the creams, it all works. 
you uh, you can get it at cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. I won't do, do it too long of a read here, but um, anxiety, sleep, and pain, those three things. And uh, for localized pain, the cream is awesome. I just tried it on a, a young lady in her 70s. Let me rephrase that. I gave some to my mom, and she tried it out, and she was very happy. <laughs> I, I was just trying to be uh, way too flowery in my language there and i'm just gonna stop real quick <laughs> mom likes it <laughs> there you go <laughs> so with that go to cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com and cure everything that ails you except your big foot in your mouth all right injury report um tony do you know who we have going on in the injury report now right now at this point I think Desmond Trufant is doubtful to play. I don't know if he's officially out yet. But he, I know uh, I'm looking at it right out. now. He, okay. he did get ruled out. He is the only Lions player ruled out, which is good. good. Uh, Tack McKinley for Atlanta is questionable for the game, but their guys, including Julio Jones, will play on Sunday, and that's huge for the Falcons' offense because they're a much different offense, as Riz will tell you, when Julio Jones is in there as opposed to when Julio Jones isn't in there. Just, oh, it's it's a radical difference. The yeah. Matt Ryan's QB rating is, I think it's 47 points higher when Julio Jones is on the field than when he's not. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so who are we going to put on Julio? It's it's not going to be our warrior, is it? We've got, we've got Jeffrey Okuda doing the trial by fire continued. Hey, I mean, Oda Warrior has played very well. Yes, uh, he he, yes, he's he getting some love from Pro Football Focus. He's mm-hmm. getting some love from Football Outsiders. Uh, he's getting love from from a uh, friend of ours, Bryce Rossler, uh, and what he's doing now. Uh, he's looking like a a viable. I don't want to call him a number one corner yet, yet but he's but, looking like he's he's certainly worthy of starting in the NFL and playing at a pretty high level. He's do, he's doing a great job, and by the way, he's also a really good tackler. Yeah, that matters against Atlanta because Atlanta loves to get yards after the catch. Well, it's they an anomaly for the that. Lions too, right? To have a good tackler right now, so that's that's really good to have. Harawari um, is a guy that is interestingly. Um, you know, the first part of his career is kind of overshadowed by Slay, and he was work- he was young, he was a young kid, and working his way up as a corner it takes a little bit. But now the Okuda pick really kind of puts him again a little bit of second banana work, right? And um, here's a kid who's playing really, really well, scoring well, PFF, all the the, the statistical kind of measures they're putting out there. Um, he has like what a, a mid to high thirties um, uh, quarterback uh, rating against. Right, he's he's yeah, just killing it. Seven point five or something. Like yeah, that. It's, really, it's really really good. Yeah, yeah, he's killing it. But it feels like it's happening kind of quietly. Right, he's just not mm-hmm. getting all the flash and the and the and the lights that you would think that a guy who's playing that well would get. I know it's early to start talking about his contract, but if he keeps this trajectory up, he's a guy that could he could command a lot of money, and a lot of people might not know just how good he is. If they don't pay you know attention to cornerback play for this team, so we might wind up paying this guy more money than a lot of people think he he might deserve, and I think they're going to be wrong because I, I love you you know it from the beginning, right, Riz? I, I might not have been able to say his name, but I've been a huge fan of our <laughs> Aurier from from day one. <laughs> yes, absolutely, and that that that's another as you budget forward down the road, that's that's a contract that they're going to have to pay, and that's um, that's where budget decisions come in. That's where paying Kenny Galladay eighteen million dollars a year. Um, could be a problem. Yep. If you yep. only pay him $15 million a year, that other three can go to Oruwarie. Um, or you can pay $15 million to a better receiver than Galladay and $3 million more to Oruwarie. Just my thought. So, Tony, uh, you, that, were, you were talking yeah. before the show that you wanted to double-team Julio with Oruwarie and Jeff Okuda. 
I'm not sure that that's a sound strategy. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's a sound strategy because Calvin Ridley is playing really well right now. And look, if you concentrate on Jones and you concentrate on Ridley, Hayden Hurst can beat you as well. And he's a pretty good he's, tight end. He's good. Yeah. yeah. This is an explosive offense. I mean, this is not the Jacksonville Jaguars. This Atlanta Falcons offense is good. They put up 40 on Minnesota, a team that I thought had a decent defense. This is a team that can score. Yeah, I know. And then came Yannick Ngakwe in that trade. But they're a team that can score a lot of points quickly on a Lions team if they're not careful, if they don't play sound football like they did last week against Jacksonville. Believe me, this is a step up from the Jaguars. I think Riz would agree. This is not one of the worst teams in the NFL. This is a team that got off to a bad start and maybe right in the middle of the pack once they get everything going. Their offense has been pretty potent, and specifically it's their passing offense. They do not run the ball all that well. No. Uh, but but they have – I mean, they also have Russell Gage who's having a really good year. Yeah. Um, I, I wound up getting him uh, on a fantasy team just sort of as a lark, and, and he's he's done pretty darn well. They've Calvin Ridley is really good. Julio Jones is still Julio Jones. I, yeah. I know he's not what he used to be. He's still better than just everybody else, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's going to be a problem. Uh, you're going to have. You, I want to see a lot of Tracy Walker shadowing him, but then again, then you're leaving Hayden Hurst on a linebacker, and and you know, he doesn't get a lot of publicity. But uh, a he's got a great backstory. I would encourage people to, to check that out um, from from when he was in South Carolina, and B also he's 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 really good. He's yeah. taken over for Austin Hooper and has done a, a, a great job. Let me let me ask you, Tony, if. Is, and and this is kind of a, a a theme similar to the the Chicago Bears theme. A lot of people don't want to admit that the Chicago Bears are as good as their five and one record, and they may not be. But it's it's been that idea that their quarterback is what pushed them over the top. What mm-hmm. explains if they have this potent of an offense in Atlanta? What explains this this basically for them in particular this terrible record that they have as a team? You look at the other side of the ball, their defense is average at best. They do get some pressure on the quarterback, but the problem is their defense is just not as good as it should be. They're not – look, and Riz, I hope you agree with me on this. I think the Lions have a better defense than the Falcons, and that's saying something. Absolutely they do, yes. <laughs> so, again, that's yeah. the problem. The Falcons' defense – the Falcons are going to get into a lot of shootouts. The problem is you end up losing most of those shootouts in the NFL, especially in a year like this where there's so much offense. So that's why – they're one and five. And look, let's be honest. Dan Quinn may not have been the answer as head coach there. I have a funny, sneaky suspicion that Raheem Morris is going to get more out of this Atlanta Falcons team than Dan Quinn did. Just a sneaking suspicion. I, I could see that. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at their their ranks and their overall things on defense now. Their run defense is actually solid. They do mm-hmm. not get run on much. Um, some of that is because their pass defense is atrocious. But <laughs> they do actually stop the run fairly well. They only allow 4.1 yards per carry. Uh, that's better than what the Lions allow, uh, and it is – well, everybody's better than the Lions in that. Um, it's the ninth best in the league. Uh, they average uh, allowing 97 yards per game on the ground, which is the fifth best mark in the league. Uh, now, they only get run on 36% of the time, which is right. the fifth lowest amount. So th- that's that's corollary there. Right. But they are dreadful in their pass defense. Yep, 8.4 yards per pass. That's 31st in the league. 71.7% completion percentage allowed. That's 30th. Uh, uh, they allow 335 yards a game on in the air. That's 31st. Uh, they do not pick the ball off very well, and they do get pressure, but they do not finish. They have a sack rate that's lower than the Lions, second opponent in a row. And now, Atlanta, again, they get a much better pressure rate, but they do not finish. Uh, 3.23% 
sack rate, um, that's sacks per, per dropback, uh, that's 30th in the league. The Lions are actually up to 25th in that stat right now. So uh, and that's, another but, another defense that, that is ripe for the picking through the air. So our defense made that big jump last last week that that really pushed their, their, their them up um there's there's talk about how much blitzing they did but it wasn't really the volume of blitzes that the lions pull, pulled off it's the variety of who they sent that made the big difference last week um riz talk about that a little bit and and if we think we're going to see some of that again this week you know i i was just happy that i saw i saw john Penasini uh run a stunt with romeo Bambora. <laughs> that's that's all i ever wanted to see was one i got one um <laughs> That they have, they were much smarter in the way they attacked things. I loved having Danny Shelton and John Penasini together on the defensive line, having de facto two nose tackles. Uh, they soaked up blockers that allowed free range for for Trey Flowers to have a big game. Romeo Aquara had a big game because of it. Because if if he's beating the tackle, the guard can't be there to help. Uh, they did run some 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 well timed blitzes. Again, they didn't blitz a lot, but. Just the fact that they played zone defense more. Uh, yeah, there the the linebackers specifically and, and Jared Davis very specifically in his eleven plays, uh, which Eric Schlitt broke down on Lineswire. By the way, he, he diagrammed every one of them. Please check that out because uh, he did a really good job with it. He's looking at the play. He's looking at the quarterback the whole time instead of looking at the receiver. He's able to flow. He's not worried. He doesn't have his back turned. The safeties didn't have their back turned. The cornerbacks who are fantastic. Okuda is a monster in run defense, and he showed it last week because he's in zone. He can come off of his man a lot easier and attack, and it's shored up the run defense. And God is my witness. It pains me to say this, but Matt Patricia was right in his theory about improving the run defense will make the pass defense look better. Damn it, he got it right. And he took Um, so much heat for that. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> and yes, and I, I I gave it to him yep. uh, because it was not what I wanted to hear. You you, you tell me how you're going to fix your your anemic you know pressure rate and get more pressure on the quarterback and and you tell me that you're going to try to stop the run better. <laughs> I'm going to stick my middle finger up your ass. Um, and I tried to do that. Um, and he Ooh. he shoved it right back up mine. And he he was deserving to do that because uh, he uh, he I think he stumbled onto it accidentally. Quite honestly, playing more zone. Uh, and I'm not sure that it will work as well against Atlanta because they have dynamic receivers, and that's yep. something that that Jacksonville did not have. They didn't have a they didn't have a number one receiver that commanded a lot of attention uh, that you can't just zone up uh, because they'll kill you after the catch then too. Mm-hmm. So uh, it it was. I hope that it's not just a one week thing, but I don't think we're going to see it as much against Atlanta. But God, please say that the principles that they learned last week are still in play, uh, and we'll see them more throughout the year. And let's give Matt Patricia a little bit of credit here. I know this is going to be hard he, for you. He deserves Rick, it, man. But he, he deserves, deserves credit for actually coming out of his self-imposed shell because he likes playing defense a certain way. He loves man coverage. He loves getting pressure on the court. He was willing to adjust, and he that's did. something that speaks to his maturity as a head coach. That's all we wanted. That's that, Do that against Chicago when we're not having this conversation. <laughs> God, <laughs> God. That's what's so aggravating because – you see, you see that he can be a good coach. He just, it, uh, ah! that's, that's where I'm at with it. By the way, guys, want some breaking news here? Yeah. Yeah. Antonio Brown is working towards an agreement with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy town in Tampa right now. Uh, besides the whole accident thing with the lightning, the Bucks. 
the Super Bowl being here, the Rays in this in the it's this is a, it's a crazy place. I mean, you see Tori Petri right on Twitter. She's just off the hook over this Rays thing. It's like that. The whole town is literally just on fire. It's a light. I mean, not literally. <laughs> Figuratively on fire. <laughs> it's it is a light with energy over the the sports teams here. It's crazy because it's a it's a big small town. Antonio Brown. That's something. I wonder he, the, he could be the 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 piece that puts it all together or that tears it all apart. That that's really interesting. They they've got they've got Mike Evans. They've got Chris Godwin. They've got um, Rob Gronkowski. Scotty Miller's playing really well. Yep. They got dude, Cameron Brate's a great tight end. They got yeah. dudes. I don't. That seems like Overkill? seems like un, unnecessary gasoline onto a fire to me <laughs> from afar. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Put the gas can away. Their defense looks pretty good <laughs> against Green Bay too. I mean, I'm telling you, what a team! I they when they said, "Oh, Tom God, Brady's wasn't that coming. fun watching them flummox Aaron Rodgers and turn him into yes. a whiny little bitch?" I, I loved him and Sue toe to toe. Oh, it was like gold times again. I loved it. <laughs> it was it was very very nice watching Adamic and Sue get under his skin again. <laughs> <laughs> Every Lions fan, no matter how you felt about Sue, you got to be like, "That was nice. Yeah, that was fun to watch." Yeah. Oh, that was good. No, it was it was funny. They thought that uh, you know bringing Brady in was the was the panacea for this team this year the, around town, right? And um, while it helped, everything else has seemed to really click for them. So we'll see how that goes. But that was a great game. Um, they got a good coach that helps yeah, a lot. They do. Yeah, they sure do. He he was not quite hitting it in Arizona, but boy, he has grabbed the bull by both horns down here. That was the transition from Arizona through Houston to Tampa. The, the bull reference there all right uh we'll we'll talk really quickly about saint jude don't forget we've got our 24-hour podcast-a-thon it's like a telethon if you didn't know coming up on november 6th we're going to start at 9 a.m eastern on november 6th and we're going to go all the way around the clock till 9 a.m on november 7th and we've got a lot we've got some huge names uh like Tony Ortiz is going to join us. That's a that's what that's a big name. That's not that big a name. It's a really small name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's going to reveal some big stories in a conversation with him and Brandy and Dan Miller. Maybe we, we're getting. <laughs> if they threaten me, I may not be able to do. That. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting the band back together for the first time, so that'll be great. That'll be fun. I'm um, I'm excited for that. That's Billy Sims, crazy. Dan Orlovsky, Blandino, some other folks all coming through. We've got a lot going on. It's going to be a big deal. A lot of great um, different uh, folks joining us for interviews and a lot of good stuff going on. Again, November 6th, um, we gave you Give Detroit Lions podcast, but St. Jude got around to it. I guess their IS department or IT department is almost as good as ours. <laughs> and <laughs> if you go to stjude.org slash DLP, you will see the site. Uh, it is the donation site. That way you get your tax-deductible receipt right there on the fly. We don't have to handle any money. It just goes right straight to St. Jude. It's a great way to go. And we just kind of mentioned mention it off the off the cuff here. 160 yeah. bucks. Boom, right there. We haven't even really started anything yet. And wow. uh, Floundericious came in, and he's put the challenge down. Oh, man. Yeah. So if you head over to stjude.org slash DLP, you can see the page. It's got our stuff and um, how much we've made so far, what we're going for. It'll talk about everything it's kind of going to be the home page with the youtube page when we go and do this live 24-hour uh podcast-a-thon and it'll bring in all the new uh, donors it'll be all on the screen so you get to see everyone's name as it goes and you'll be able to track it like a thermometer bulb as the as the the numbers go up so a lot of really good stuff there and it also have a schedule of who's coming when and all that kind of stuff a lot of stuff there stjude.org slash dlp give give big let's give these kids uh christmas they remember and let's kick Absolutely. cancer's butt. That please, please do. 
Yes. All right. Let's talk about some of the matchups. We've talked a little bit about Julio Jones. You brought him up, Tony. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drop him in your lap. Is he, who's who other than Julio is your your matchup of the week? The matchup that concerns me the most is the Lions' defensive line against the Falcons' offensive line. Look, I watched the Falcons play the Vikings, and I was not impressed by that offensive line. I thought Matt Ryan was running for his life at times. They didn't open up very many holes for. Um, I just blanked out on the running back, ah, former Ram, Todd Gurley. Thank you. I did Todd not Gurley. see them open up. Yeah, I didn't see them open up a lot of holes for Todd Gurley. I thought Matt Ryan was scrambling a whole lot. If the Lions can put some pressure on that offensive line, get Matt Ryan out of the pocket, make him scramble around, shut down those running lanes for Todd Gurley, I think that's a huge matchup, and I think the Lions could win this game if their defensive line takes control and runs the tempo for this, for this game. Sounds good. All right, Riz, what are, you, what are you thinking about? What's your key matchups for the game? I am worried about Grady Jarrett in the middle of that Atlanta defense. Mm-hmm. He is really, really good at what he does. He he has the same advantage that Aaron Donald and uh, Geno Eck is doing, that he's really short, but long-armed and quick off the snap. He's going to give – I love Frank Ragnow. He's having a Pro Bowl year. He is a challenge for Ragnow just because of the style that he plays. Uh, and with the guard situation that we've got, I'm – it's working. Uh, let's hope it keeps working because uh, Grady Jarrett is a guy that can mess up. And, and the guy next to him, Tyler Davidson, that guy can play a little bit too. He's good too. Yep. He, he is a he is an up-the-field guy. You can run behind him, but he can he can definitely create pressure up the middle. Uh, it's gonna it might be a game where you see more of uh of uh I'm blanking on our fullback, the linebacker. Oh, Jason Cabinda. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yes, Jason Cabinda. In pass protection, I think you can see more carry on Johnson in this game in pass protection yes. because of the way that they generate pressure. They love to do it up, up the gut, and they blitz well in the A-gap. Uh, they, they can bring guys from the second level. Their linebackers are very much built on speed. They mm-hmm. are not guys who are going to stop Adrian Peterson in the open field, though, so I also think that you're going to see some Adrian Peterson in the game to sort of counter that, too. Uh, it's a very different strategy. It's a very different type of opponent than we saw last week. Um, even though their pass defense is is wretched, um, like like Jacksonville's was, <laughs> the way that their defense is designed is this is a game that that Adrian Peterson should have a big day. Um, his style of running in particular is going to give them problems, and I I hope that that he wins that battle uh, and the line can can keep Grady Jarrett, Tyler Davidson, and uh, actually their number three guy, DeAndre Sennett, is a pretty good guy too. They they've they've got dudes up front. They're not playing well. It doesn't show it. Uh, specifically in the passing game, but they are really good at, at getting you into like third and seven, you know, second and nine, uh, but by stuffing out the run early, that's that's going to be a key for the game for me. Yep. And Chris, uh, to follow up on something Riz said, Raheem Morris as a defensive coordinator is a guy who likes his team to play fast. That defense does play fast, but they also make some huge mistakes, like Riz said. And sometimes those mistakes, when you play that fast, sometimes yeah. those mistakes can be yeah. fatal and catch up to you. And it almost, I, they weren't going to blow the lead against the Vikings, but the Vikings did they make tried, an interesting man. comeback. Yeah, the Vikings <laughs> made an interesting comeback in the fourth quarter. And I was like, this could be this could be wretched for the Falcons. And look, they lost that lead to the Cowboys because that defense played fast, but they were also very sloppy. And that's something the Lions could take advantage of on Sunday. I was going to make you just you, you planted a seed for me, Tony. Not to, to yeah. interrupt, but uh, 
Jared Davis is a, a Raheem Morris kind of guy. That's yes, exactly where I was going, Riz. Hey! <laughs> but but I was going to say, it reminds me of Jared Davis because he plays fast, but he's slow in making the judgment, so he just can't – he misses it on both ends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Raheem had linebackers like that when he was the head coach in Tampa Bay. Yes, he did. Uh, there, there's something to think about. If 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 they're trying to, to showcase Jared Davis, this would be a great weekend to do it because Atlanta – they're not buying this for this year. They could be buying for the future um, yeah. and, and getting a guy with, with his particular set of skills might actually appeal to Raheem Morrison. Just thinking out of the box there. Yep. Yep. You know, you know, when you hear a name and it, it, it like the name is inextricably linked to somebody from your history and your past or whatever. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear the name Grady, I think Grady from the San, from Sanford and son. Remember him? Remember <laughs> <Yes>. him? <laughs> what was his name? Whitman Mayo played him. He, Whitman Mayo. Yeah, yep. yeah. He was great. I, great until Grady Jarrett though, because he's a darn good player and he's he's shaken the Grady aura a, a, a little bit. I, I know who he is, <laughs> but Grady. Yeah, I always think of him. <laughs> yeah, I Can I give of, you one I other? Of, Go ahead. I think of Gail O'Grady, the Comely actress. Oh, oh, good, good memory. One upper here. All right, go ahead. When Tony. I hear when I hear Grady, I think of the caretaker from The Shining. Oh, yeah. We're gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch that tonight with my family. My son hasn't seen that yet, and I've told him how great oh. it is. Fifteen's about the right time to see The Shining. Give yeah, him, pretty much. Give him some good, oh. some good things to dream about. <laughs> go check out the snowcat, Wendy. Go check it out. Oh man, I would have cop. Then I can pop in like three in the morning and wake him up. <laughs> Here's Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Time. Oh. All right, let me uh, roll in. We talked about some of the, uh, <laughs> the the matchups. What are the keys of the game here, Riz? I'm going to let you kick it off. Tell me what your key to the game for the Lions is to uh, on Sunday. I want. I, I brought it up a little bit. I want to see some Adrian Peterson. That that should not come at the expense of. DeAndre Swift, but it should come more prominent than it was last week because I think he's a better matchup than Swift is against this defense Mm -hmm. um, simply because of the power versus the speed component. I also want to see Matthew Stafford sharper um, and specifically sharper early in the game. He came out last week and until he had his run, he was dreadful at the start of that game. Mm -hmm. He got that scramble, got a little bit of action in there and he's like, okay, now, now I'm good. And he dialed it down. He dialed it in. Uh, These corners as bad as the Lions receivers are at getting separation, and they have three guys that are in the bottom 10 of wide receiver separation, uh, they, they, Atlanta's going to give them some space. Uh, if Stafford is dialed in at all, there is a lot of opportunities to attack. But he's he's got to be sharper. The wide receivers also have to do a little bit better. Um, we talked at length when we were all together earlier this week about Marvin Jones. Yeah, uh, we're, we're all in the same agreement there that, that he's got to play better if he can even play better anymore, this is a game. This is a good barometer game for Marvin Jones. If he can't get open in this game and can't produce in this game, it's, it's probably not going to get better guys. Yeah. Yeah. Say that, but this is a game where Matthew Stafford should light it up. He should have, I'll I'll personally will be disappointed if he doesn't have 300 yards passing and, and at least twice as many touchdowns as interceptions. He will probably throw an interception. Um, Atlanta, for whatever reason, and Stafford has put some balls up. He'll get a ball. He will get a ball tipped at the line of scrimmage this week. Atlanta's good at that. Uh, maybe that'll get caught. Hopefully, it doesn't get run back because uh, that that that's a vulnerability there. But I I really think the combination of the power up the middle and then the the speed down the the field, um, hitting 
hitting Hawk in the slot, um, challenging Deion Jones, getting him out of the box. There's a lot of things that this offense can do proactively to make Atlanta's defense look even worse, and I hope that they do it. Yep. Tony, how about you? Where's your head at here? I'm going on the other side. I want to see the Lions defense withstand the early aggressiveness of the Falcons. The Falcons are going to come out. They're at home. They're playing for a coach that they like, that they want to see eventually get the head coaching job. So the Falcons offense is going to come out aggressive early, just like they did against the Vikings. So the Lions have to be able to withstand that early barrage because the Falcons are going to want to score quickly and they're going to want to get ahead of the Lions and kind of take over the game tempo-wise, use their running game, which hasn't been very good, and control the clock with passing, with short passes, ball control passes. So to me, if the Lions are mentally in this game, if they can withstand that early rush from the Falcons, they should be able to do a good job. But that's the matchup I'm looking for, because this thing could get out of control early. Yeah, and that's a great point, Tony, because we have a team in Atlanta right now that is absolutely playing for the guy they want to be the coach. And we saw them last week do that. Um, is this sustainable or not? And this is going to be a key game for them for the season and one where they, they really want to show what they have for this guy. So they are more than motivated, of course, to, to meet up with the Lions. It's the way our, our stuff always falls. And think, guys, think about this. If the Lions win Sunday, some more added pressure for them, they're back at 500 and they're back in the race for a possible wild card, which means the Lions will be playing meaningful games at least in November. Maybe right. not December, but at least in November, they will be playing some meaningful games. Those November games will determine just December, and then yep. w- then comes the bifurcation of the fan base, right? <laughs> it won't be a high of mind anymore. It's, it's going to be really tough for me to mentally reconcile the fact that I think that Matt Patricia is not doing a good job and this team is 7-4. and four. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have trouble with that, and, and it could very well happen. Yes, if you look out at the schedule, the Colts are, are reeling. They're, they're looking to dump Phillip Rivers. From what it sounds like, he's it's not working for him there. They got Minnesota. They got they got easy games coming up. Yeah. They could get on a run here. It's uh, it doesn't mean that they're good. It just means that they suck less than the teams that they're playing. And that's, <laughs> right. that's kind of the Chicago that's, situation. That's good enough this year. Yeah. yeah, it's it's truly what's happened in Chicago, right? I mean, that's exactly what's happened. They're not a they're not a superstar team, but they are. Chica- Chicago is phenomenal at letting the opponents beat themselves. Chicago, right. they're they're great at it. They will let you, you know, if you're going to screw up, they'll let you. Yep. Um, they, they will help you too. Uh, they're they're not all that good either, but they're they're five and one. They're, they got a, a winning formula working. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss the Bears, especially since they're going to go six and one because they're going to beat the Rams and that knocks the Rams back down into a range where the Lions could catch them for the wild yep. card. Yep. Got to watch that NFC West because that's where the other wild cards are. Yep. They're yep. not coming from the South. They're not coming from the East. <laughs> <laughs> so my keys here, I'm I'm going to go sim- in a similar space to where, where you ended up there, Riz. It's Matthew Stafford and the wide receivers. Those relationships out there. Uh, I've talked a lot about him and, and we talked about is he shaking rust or is there something hanging on. Last week, he showed up. He showed up and it looked a lot like the old Matthew Stafford. He took that run. It seemed early, gave him a little confidence. I don't know if it was that that gave him confidence. I don't know if it was the time off to heal him up. I don't know if it was just the rust finally knocking off. But Matthew Stafford had a really good uh, trajectory last week with his gameplay versus the week before. He needs his wide receivers to step up. He needs those guys to catch balls, not drop balls. And he needs to take that next step forward in his productivity this year. And he's going to rely on them heavily. The other thing I look for is DeAndre Swift to take the next step to actually start catching some of those balls and maybe catching them in space and, and using those, that, that speed in those legs, that burst in those legs to, to get some, some nice yards under. So those, I think for, for me, for the lions are the keys. I think it's going to be a lot of offense in this game and it, it 
what I've seen so far this year is we'll generate and then we'll freeze. And we just need consistent output all game from this offense, and that comes down to Matthew and the, and the wide receivers and a little jiggle-jaggle from uh, DeAndre Swift. <laughs> all right, uh, Vegas. Do you have anything on that, Riz, on uh, where Vegas is? i got a little bit I'm looking at here if you don't. I do not. No, right. I don't have it in front of me. Um, I've got right now, oh, I, not me, it's a sportsbook wire, but they've got the Falcons at minus 2.5 on this one so okay. you know you get your three that's that's, for being that's pretty consistent it was yeah. it was two earlier it might have moved a little bit but yep. yeah yeah and the over under at please please do your shopping over <laughs> over under at 56 which was i think it was 56 for the saints game as well mm-hmm. and again that's, we're that's looking at the points yeah. <laughs> but we've had no defenses anywhere in this league it seems like this year really as far as uh you know the points points are up overall this year um, I expect this again is the same number against the Saints. These are two productive offenses. If, as Tony says, the the Falcons come out and score early, I can see us cracking the over as things settle down with, the, with their offense and we produce what I, you know, the, the number of points that I'll talk about later that I think we're going to produce. I'm wow. a little bit leading on the over. How about you guys? Under. Mm. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So the Falcons have not given up less than 23 points in any game, and I think that the Lions are going to get that much. Of course, that's you said it was 56? Yeah. 56, yep. So that's that would be 33. That That's a lot of points. Yeah, I, I, I'm not touching that one, honestly. I, <laughs> I think that, that, that's a, there, there's a reason why these people make money. They're good yes. at what they do. That's right. Uh, that's one that I probably wouldn't touch. I would I would expect the over, but it wouldn't shock me if both of these quarterbacks, we, to go back to that, they're both prone to having like two or three series in a row where they're like three and out and listless. And uh, as much as we don't think that can happen with either of these defenses, um, sometimes the offense isn't very good either. <laughs> I, I, I worry about that a little bit. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that you bet the under, but uh, if you're looking for a value, that might be a sneaky one. And uh, that number might keep going up too. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 sniffing the over on this one because I I see two motivated teams that are going after it and I think the motivation is going to be on it's going to it's going to show itself on the offensive side of the ball more than it will on the defensive side of the ball but sitting here listening to Tony I'm I'm getting self conscious about it now because <laughs> it, it very well could be both defenses get that inspiration to come in and play a tight game and we have a a real squeaker seven to three or something silly like that. <laughs> Are you looking at my notes? <laughs> I'm not, but I did fax them over earlier. All right, let's uh, let's let's do that. Let's talk about the final outcome since we've outed Tony's notes. Tony, why don't you lead us off with your uh, prediction for the game? Here's why I think it's going to go under. As much as I think the Falcons are going to be aggressive offensively, as much as their defense is bad, as much as I think the Lions are going to be aggressive offensively, there's so much at stake for both of these teams. I think they're going to actually play good defense for a change. I think the final score... If this was at Ford Field, I'd take the Lions. It's in Atlanta. So I'm going to go with the Falcons, and I'm going to go 24-20 Falcons. They will have fans in the stands, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. In, inside. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, are they going to open the roof? We haven't heard that yet. Have, that's a good have question. We? No, that's a good question. Although, it's interesting to me that the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta has a Chick-fil-A, but Chick-fil-A doesn't open on Sunday. I, I don't understand that. I don't get that. It's like vacant office space. <laughs> it's like 
<laughs> we, we're open every day except when anybody's here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Makes no sense. But they're they're in Atlanta. Their headquarters in Atlanta. It's it's probably yeah. some some write off scheme or something. You know how that. I'm sure, well, I'm sure it's open the other six days. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's open yeah. the other six days of the week. It's just the one day you kind of want a Chick fil A sandwich and sit and watch a game. You can't get a Chick fil A sandwich. People in the stands. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they could sell more at a football game than at the truck pole. But what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Riz, what about your prediction? Where are you at, man? <laughs> that went off the rails fast. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> we'll sell you the whole seat. You'll only need the edge. <laughs> we'll sell you the sandwich. <laughs> those, are, those are great. Those, yeah. those are actually great redneck fun. I grew up with that kind of stuff. I miss it a little bit. Yep. Um, uh, oh, what do I write? I, I'm trying to find the score that I I predicted that the Lions would win 31 to Atlanta's 28. So I picked them to go over. Over. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I said, maybe the strategy here is to pl- slow play the entire game headed into the fourth quarter in a 3 3 tie, as unlikely as that might seem. Uh, so that's your point there, Tony. <laughs> um, given how bad the Falcons defense is, that seems quite unlikely. I sense a, a letdown for Atlanta in the second week of the interim regime of the Raheem Morris era after breaking through into the win column banner last week. That happens a lot with interim coaches, by the yeah, way. They does. win their first week, and then they lose exactly. three or four in a row. Exactly. I can see that happening here, too. Um, that's nothing against Raheem Morris, who I think is a good coach. I think deserves another shot at a better head coaching job than this one. Um, although, if he gets it, that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. If, the, if they're playing for him, they'll be spirited. But I, they do not have the level of talent on both sides of the ball to compete with this Detroit Lions team. And that is more about Atlanta than it is about Detroit. Great. And I'll tell you though, if you're he Morris, and you know you look at the trend of winning the first game and losing the second, there is nobody you want to face because if there's ever somebody that's going to let you break a record, <laughs> it's the Lions. <laughs> that is true. Oh man! All right, so even beyond my self consciousness that Tony painted on me, and, and that I'm sitting here wearing, um, I came into this thinking that this is going to be an offensive shootout between both teams. I just don't think that the defenses can stand up to the weapons, and I was going. With with a 35 to 31 Lions victory, which is far, far over. But I every year you have that one game that's just insane scoring. And I feel like this is the one. The defenses are lined up. And, and in a year when scoring is high and defenses aren't able to stop teams, these two teams hungry and running at it. Um, if it becomes a defensive shootout, blame Tony. And we'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that blame. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, Really quick, don't forget about Amazon, amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com, amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. You have a little bit of time to get your Halloween candy, not the stuff you're going to give out, the good stuff, the stuff you're going to keep around the house and fatten up for Thanksgiving yeah. so that you can eat all that turkey. You can't you can't just put that in on a teeny stomach. You got you to gotta train for this stuff, right? You, know, <laughs> you don't get to look like this by just sitting around, okay? Let's, let's, let's just talk like that. Uh, so <laughs> head on over to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com, any of your shopping goods. If you do it that way, it'll kick you right through to the site. They give us a little kickback. It doesn't cost you more, but they give us a little kickback off the profit, puts it in our pocket, and helps us do what we do over here. It's the same thing with Fanatics and all your sports gear and memorabilia and all that stuff. It doesn't matter what sport or what league. It's all there, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get the officially licensed stuff, high quality, good to go. All right, guys, again, thank you so much for uh, the preview show. I love it, and uh, thanks for lunch, going out to lunch this week. I had a, gr- a blast with you guys. It was I great, did, too. Great it was a lot of fun. And, guys, Big Ten football tonight. It's finally college football season. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait. And, and how long is the Big Ten going? When? How long is the season going to go? Eight games. Eight games. Okay, Eight games. Good. They are done. 
the third week of December, I think yep. it is, something okay. like that. So that's still that's still buttons in real nice with the Senior Bowl and Shrine Bowl and all the other stuff. Yeah. So yep. draft, all the stuff that yeah. normally happens will happen. I, I got to give a quick thing for the the folks in West Michigan. We are back on the air on Sunday mornings. Jim Costa and myself, we are back in studio on Sunday mornings from eleven to noon. We're doing the the Sunday tailgate show. We will be breaking down a lot of. I'm a PJ Flex sycophant, so we're going to talk a lot about Uh-oh. Minnesota beating Michigan. Um, and also previewing the the Lions and the Falcons game. Nice. Ninety six one. Tune in. You know, you could just like record this. I'll give you the recording. You can phone it in, and and then you can do one show and cover two, Riz. <laughs> and then you'd be consistent too. <laughs> All right, yes. Check out ninety six point one post game show right here, DetroitLionsPodcast dot com. Check it out. We'll do that. It'll be Sam Man and I, as we always do. Tony, anything you want to plug? Uh, you know what? No. I'm good. No <laughs> plugging this week. I might plug something in the near future, but not today. All right. You, you plug anytime you want. You know, you, you got the freedom to plug as you feel. You do. You've <laughs> earned you. it. Thank you. Thank you. And I have to say, just having met this week, you are much, much, very, very good looking man in person, much more so than compared to on uh, TV. This whole pants free wow. thing is your future, my friend. All right. <laughs> 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 He's got to put a little okay, bit. Okay, that's scary for so many different yeah, reasons. But we, thank we you for the compliment. This, call this I've, learned, I've learned how to take compliments, so thank you. <laughs> you just put the bait out there, and then you get the hook sunk, and you just start reeling. That's how it goes. All right. Remember, we need your involvement. Yeah, pretty much. Use the comments in the subreddit. Give us your feedback. We're down for that. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get in there. Get access to the Slack for as little as a dollar a month, but Give your whole paycheck. We're down with that. That's good. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and of course on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at, at DET Lions Podcast, at DET Lions Podcast, so you can see, I was going to say Case, but Riz is a lot taller. So you can see Riz with, with no pants on. Right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929 33 Lions. 929 Leave a message. We'll get you on the show. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can pop up into your ears automatically. Just that little amazing box in your pocket. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.